It's episode 66 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from a very big name here locally. I'm talking about interior stylist Monica Benavides. Welcome. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out to me after we had to reschedule. I've just been wanting to talk to you. I've had people saying, why haven't you talked to her yet? Aww. And that kind of thing. And, uh... I just think you're tremendous. What you do, your style, I'm so lucky to even be in your space right now. And uh, I just admire your your taste. Thank you, thank yes. you. I know it's not for everyone, so whenever someone gives me that compliment, I do really take it to heart because it's um, it's very girly and colorful. So, uh, you and know. own it. Yeah. Have I you mean, it's me. I, yeah. yeah, I think so. Like, I can remember back uh, when I was, like, in elementary school and I legit, like, decided to just draw flowers on paper and, like, cut them and make paper bouquets and try to sell them. And my grandma was like, no one's going to buy that. But you were already, <laughs> like, a little businesswoman. I was. Wow. And I remember, like, going to my elementary school principal and being like, so I think we need, like, a campus newsletter. So those sorts <laughs> of things. And then, like, let me tell you, it did get off the ground and then quickly plummeted to a demise because... I guess in elementary school, it's frowned upon if you put, like, who's going around, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. So we had, like, a, I love it. Like, I a love page it. six column. And oh so he was God. like, okay, Monica, that's, that's, that's that. But, you know, my heart was in the right place. Yes, already an entrepreneur. Already hustling, trying to get a newsletter going. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So when did you decide that you wanted to pursue this? For real, because I mean, you are doing it. I mean, with your line and your collections, your website's one of the most advanced and like uh, well organized that I've ever seen. Like, Thank yeah, you. no, I mean, it's it's the real deal. Thank you. Well, uh, Monica Wants It, which is my blog, started mm -hmm. back in April 2009, and I got married in May 2009, so basically by April, I was so like over the showers, over the bachelorette stuff, I was just over the wedding. And at that point, I was just like, and I was like, we should just go to the courthouse. What are we doing? Yes. Um, so I started the blog as literally a place to like chronicle the things I wanted to buy after the wedding. Like, you know, I wanted to be more like, a, you know, like a wife, like decorate and stuff. So I literally remember one of my first blog posts, which I've since deleted. So don't even go look no! for it, anyone. I know it was just like these ugly, like shabby chic anthropology bird salt shaker things. Like now I would just totally like. That's just not hilarious. even have those in my house. So I just started writing about, like, literally every blog post was just like these. And I think I even, like, went so far as, like, the bird measuring cups, too. It was a, it was a phase. And so <laughs> Monica wanted all the birds. So I would just write about things I wanted. And eventually, you know, we did get married. And I started talking about how, like, well, now Monica kind of wants a house. And it's so, it, like, it really escalated in price point from, like, $20 measuring cups to you know a hundred thousand dollar houses in Beeville sure. Texas where we were living at the time is that where you're from um I'm from San Antonio but we okay. were living in Beeville when um when we got married because my husband's from the Mathis area uh -huh. so right on um so yeah so once we did buy a house and then we started renovating it and working on it um you know that's just kind of where it evolved because that's always been a passion of mine is like pretty things and decorating and being creative so I just think it was a natural outlet yeah so how has your style evolved? Because, you know, you were saying that initially yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had a thing for Like birds. I'm just cringing thinking about it. Yes. Yeah, I had and a thing it, for birds. I mean, and I do love birds. Yeah. They're part of chinoiserie. Yeah, yeah. No, I do yeah. love the birds. Maybe just not as salt shakers. Um, yeah, my style has evolved. I remember, like, from that moment, then we had, like, our first, like, we got married, we were in an apartment there in Beeville, and I remember, like, our little, like, master bedroom where we had a full bed, so not really mm -hmm. master-ish at the time. But um, I remember that we had, I had chosen like some maroon curtains and really warm colors and now you would not ever like find that in my house. Um, but I mean, 2009 mm -hmm. to now, I mean, that 10 years of you really fine tuning what it is Monica wants. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I went through like the restoration hardware, like rustic furniture phase, which is still popular. That's farmhouse. Yes. I just, no. Mm -hmm. And not, not me. Very beautiful. And had the the teal wall phase that was super like everyone had like the aqua walls and the teal walls and um eventually I just started to be like okay stop thinking about the trends and like what do I or Absolutely. like what do we really like so Absolutely. that's what we got to do when we moved to Corpus and built this house okay oh you oh you built this house yes this, it's so nice is that black 
that wall? Yes. Oh, yes. it's black. I am digging that. It's black and the black doors and the white walls. And so we got to pick all the finishes of, of this particular home. So I feel like it's excellent. Like if you compare this to some of my older posts in our first home, you can definitely see the, the evolution of like all the grays and everything to just kind of more contrast and modern. Yeah, and it, it definitely is. And I see that one of your more recent blog posts was how to work black interior doors. So does this kind of stuff come naturally to you? Or are you just like, of course this goes with this and, and this contrast is just right? Um, you know, because I know for someone like me, I would need to reference your blog post to like, you know what I mean? Inspiration-wise. Absolutely. Like sometimes I'll have an idea and I'm like, is that crazy? And then I might even hop on Pinterest and just be like, <laughs> white walls, black doors, you know, that sort of thing. Because it's always nice, I think, to feel like you want to be unique, but it's also helpful to see that someone else has done it and like their house isn't atrocious, right? Yes. <laughs> right? So, I mean, we all, it was like we were building and it's a lot of doors and I'm like, I'm never, I mean, I'm telling you now, I'm never going to paint those doors. So like, they're going to stay black, even mm -hmm. if I'm here another one year or 10 years, they're staying black. So, um, I had to be really confident in my choice, but I think part of it just comes from, um, just really being true to yourself. Like there's some people who would never have black doors and that's a hundred percent. Okay. Some Absolutely. people would go with just classic white cause you know, they like to play it safe and I think that's totally fine. Um, I think for me though, it's just, I want to be bold while being timeless. So I, I always try to balance those two when I'm thinking about my choices, especially on something like doors. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And, and you know, cause I don't, I don't think much about this kind of thing, you know? Um, and so, for you to have a whole blog post on doors, they're absolutely critical to like the entire look of a room or right. a house. Right, absolutely, because you have like the room doors, you have the closet doors, you have pantry doors, you have exit doors, and you know, oh, there's a lot of didn't doors. Didn't pantry doors. There's a lot of doors, and so for me, I was like, you know, I just want like a really classic color I'm not gonna get tired of, and I think black is just one of those things for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've always been a fan of black. I mean, you know, a lot of people tend to associate it with you know, someone who's on the darker side in terms of whatever it may be, their aesthetic. But I mean, looking at this right now, I love it. This is only the second place I've been in that has black walls and, and it just looks so excellent. But I mean, I, if you don't do it, how would you know, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, so when did you fall in love with the chinoiserie? Chinoiserie, yes. Yes. So I think that for me was probably, I can think back to like 2015 or so where I started to see a lot of like the blue and white ginger jars. And at that time I was pretty much in what I would like to call like my Pinterest phase where everything was gray mm -hmm. and white yes. and I had rustic furniture. You know, it was like my house pretty much like looked like everyone else's, which is totally fine. Some people really love that and yeah. hey, own it. That's great. Right. But for me, I was like, I want some more color. I want a little bit more of like a girly vibe. And so I feel like Chinoiserie really does that for me because there's the, the ginger jars, there's the flowers, the birds. The bamboo elements yes. are fun. And see, I'd always seen it and liked it and never put a name to it. And then whenever I saw what you were doing, it, it, it made sense. Like, okay, yeah, that's what I like kind of thing. Yeah, and I also just like that it's, um, you know, globally influenced because it has, you know, um, there's patterns that have originated in Japan mm -hmm. or China. So it's kind of fun to have my classic black and white mixed with a little bit of a global influence. And then, you know, there's my flowers, go back to my paper bouquet, trying to sell those in elementary school. I think school. that is so great. I mean, thinking, yeah. back, thinking back on that, are you just like, clearly this is in my blood that I'm supposed to yeah, be doing something like yeah, this. Yeah, because my grandma was really, really creative. And my mom is like, I, you know, just like pick a piece of furniture and put a TV on it. Like, who cares? You know, mm -hmm. like just pick it and move it along. But um, just thinking back, like my grandma had really beautiful costume jewelry and she really loved like the, the florals and, you know, kind of like that typical what you would say, like grandma kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm like, you know, grandma was on it because mm -hmm. that stuff is timeless. And um, so I definitely see where, where I got it from. Yeah. So do you feel like you were influenced then by her? Or is it something that in retrospect, you're like, okay, like she had it going on. In retrospect, because I'm just sort of like, my mom is just like very matter of fact you know like she's just not like creative the way I am mm -hmm. so I was sort of like okay surely I'm not adopted so where did this come from because <laughs> my mom and I are alike in many other ways 
Uh, but that one, we, we, we greatly differ. And then when I look back on like my childhood and just thinking of the things that my grandma liked or like she really loved going to flea markets. I remember mm. going to the big poteet one uh, there right outside of San Antonio. So I just think about those little things and I'm like, that that's definitely where I get it from. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have her with me. Is your family still in San Antonio? Yeah, my mom is still in San Antonio. So it's and fun to go over there. What does she think about this? I mean, everything that you're doing, the blog and the website and the... The line and the I mean, merchandise, it's just incredible. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm an only child, so I'm pretty sure my mom thinks I'm, like, her favorite. I'm like, <laughs> I hope I'm her favorite. Um, but I think she's, well, we spent the weekend together over Labor Day, and so I had her, like, do an, an Instagram story. So I think to her, she's kind of like, like, I'm just, not just her daughter, but, you know, it's kind of weird seeing her daughter, like, be like that, because I'll have other people like my mom's age messaging me they're like you could be my daughter and I think of you as a daughter and like please be safe and you know just like when I'm doing stuff and yes. so um it feels like sometimes I have like hundreds of Instagram moms so <laughs> I think to my mom that whole thing's a little bit like uh it, it's interesting but she's very supportive one of my biggest cheerleaders so um you know I'm just lucky to have such a great support system yeah I love hearing that so tell me about the transition of your blog so you started off and so you said you were in a Pinterest phase where you were kind of just going with what... It, it looked good. You definitely liked it. Mm -hmm. But maybe it wasn't necessarily your true aesthetic. I think what helped me um, try to really like find myself or my style was once I started connecting um, with other bloggers, other home decor bloggers, and seeing how different they were and the fact that they weren't scared to be different. Mm -hmm. So I think that that really helps. So I have like three really close blogging friends that we talk on like Google Hangouts every Wednesday and we just help each other out. But I think just seeing other people being brave enough to be like, I don't care if uh, black ceilings aren't in right now, that's what I'm doing. Or I have another blogger friend that has bl black doors, but her house is totally different than mine. So yes. it shows how the similar things can look totally different. Um, her house really looks like it's straight out of Vogue, seriously. Domicile 37, go check it out. Uh, where is she located? She is in Lubbock. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we might have to drag her down here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her, her home is really amazing. You'll see some similarities, but you'll also see a lot of differences. But I think that just seeing others be brave enough to just be true to themselves is what finally gave me that um, confidence to be like, you know what, I don't really like this gray wall thing. It's just not me, you know, yes. that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So is it just trial and error? Because I feel like part of my problem is I don't want to commit until I know for sure. Like, I don't want to take a chance. I don't know. I'm very... No, I feel you. That's how I am with paint colors. Like, yeah. paint yes. colors, I agonize. Because I'll be honest, I hate painting. And this little dog here is just going nuts. Hey, stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I completely understand. And sometimes I have to tell myself, like, if you absolutely hate this, you can paint over it like right. it's not the end of the world yeah it's really not but you just think about like the investment that you right in, like, picking it and painting it and, and yes and there was one time where I we had painted our live our dining room at our first house like a very safe beige I mean mm -hmm. it was like inoffensive <laughs> like the whole south side <laughs> hey yeah, there's I nothing know. wrong with that it's safe I know it's safe builders here I'm mm -hmm. like y'all only buy the oops beige paint I mm -hmm. think um so we had painted it beige and it was totally fine and then I convinced my husband that when he had to paint it this like matte like gray brown color and my husband was like no I'm like no we have to honey we have to and we had gotten like halfway through the, the dining room walls and I'm like okay no this isn't working oh, so no. yeah I mean I've, I've had those moments and I just think as you make those mistakes like I'll never suggest another gray brown taupey kind of like no I just yeah. I've, yeah that's like on my it's on my no list uh, but I think it's cool though that like you said, I mean, it's not the end of the world for some reason it, it like gives it me anxiety feels like thinking it. about it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's really not the end of the world and it's all like a work in progress. Like, do you ever feel like you're done decorating? I'd like to feel that way. Right. But then you think of something that you want to change. Like I feel, I feel really done right now with my master bedroom. Cause I, I just redid it. We painted the tray ceiling and we painted an accent wall. Um, and that's on the blog the, with the, the pink quartz yes wall? yes oh, the pink quartz so wall, which beautiful. is a bold choice and again I picked like five different shades of pink and act and like painted big swatches on the wall agonized over them for weeks looked at them in the morning <laughs> at night with the lamps on with the tv on but you do need to 
take that kind of stuff into consideration. You do, yes, absolutely. Happen. Yes, because there's grays that will look like purple if there's some yellow light, or if I've it's rainy, that. it's gonna look a little more blue. So yeah. Um, so that room, I feel like okay, like I love my bed. We have these great desks that we're using as nightstands. You know, I'm, I'm sort of like okay, this room is done. So that's how I feel about that room. Ooh, but that must feel so satisfying, right? It is because there's I'm no like, room that's done in my house except um, my kids because you know. Yeah, well, kids room. come first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it is kind of nice to like walk into a room and be like, there's really nothing I would change mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I hope I hope that feeling sticks around for a bit. Yeah. So are you uh, like fickle like that? Like, do you? I want am to sadly. Stuff up? Yes. No, that's not sad. You yeah, like to, you know, and things. and this is something that like if you're listening to this and you're thinking about like doing something to your home, I would give you this biggest piece of advice that yes, I need to please. like take in myself. <laughs> so we bought this house and we have like this long living room wall, and I really wanted built-ins, but we got some quotes and they were outrageous, mm -hmm. and that's just not something I'm going to DIY. So about a year ago, yeah, I think it was exactly a year ago in September. Lowe's had like some big gray fireplaces, you know, those like faux ones that you yeah. just set up. And I was like, that's going to be great. It was like only a hundred dollars. I'm like, that's going to be great. It's going to be totally fine. So we've had a year and like lately I'm like, so I think we might need built-ins and it just, <laughs> then my husband's like, well, what are we going to do with this? I was like, well, that's what Facebook marketplace is for. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yes. but yeah, it just goes to show you that I probably should have just held out and invested in the built-ins, you know, because here oh, I am, I I'm just like kind saying. of like fickle, like I thought I would like it, I thought I would settle and it would grow on me, but no, it didn't, I was cheap and now I'm gonna <laughs> probably list that, so. Hey, I mean, again, like that's okay because it's all you figuring it out. Right, yeah. I, I don't think I would recommend that strategy on really expensive things, mm -hmm. but you know, on that one I'm only gonna, you know, be out not that much money I could probably recoup most of it but um my, my tastes are a little fickle especially when you see like someone else's house and you're like oh why didn't I think of that yes. and I think that's only natural oh for sure yeah. uh and yeah that's another thing like I don't know what it is like I'm nervous to make any moves when it comes to decorating my house so like seeing you do your thing and seeing how you do it is so inspirational to me because it's like I have to just let it go and just do it and invest in it. So you think you're going to go with the built-ins? Yeah, probably. But I did get a lot of quotes locally, and they were really super high. So we're going to do, like, a, an Ikea system that I'm going to then hack just a little bit to make it, like, look a little bit more custom. But that but, sounds really cool that yeah. you get inspired in that kind of way. Yeah, because I was like, well, if I buy these nine different Ikea things and put them yeah. together, <laughs> it's going to give me the look I want. But still, that's actually yeah. a really, really excellent idea yeah. and a way to, you know, get what you want but in a different way. Yeah, an underlying, I would say, uh, theme of my entire blog existence over this past decade has always been, like, getting the look for less. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have expensive taste, and overall, I just really love a hard bargain. I really do. So um, I try to figure out, like, how can I get, like, this beautiful thing I want for the least amount of money? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's always... You know, being very budget-minded is part of my, my jam. No, and, and we, as... Uh you know, readers appreciate that because, you know, as much as we'd love to be able to drop full price for someone to do some built-ins, it's nice to know that you are looking at alternatives. I mean, someone, yeah. probably many people are considering it and bulking because of the, the cost. Right, right. Yeah, so I love that you're exploring that. Are you going to do a blog post on that? Absolutely. I can't Definitely, wait. definitely. Last weekend when we went to San Antonio, we went to that Ikea, and so we looked at them in person and was able to visualize it, and I'm like, yeah, this is totally going to work. So it's going to be really nice to be able to finally just have that done. And if we ever sell the house, those suckers are staying because that's going to be like nine things I have to move. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no. So, they Lucky convey. Gets it. Yes, yeah. they will convey. So, how do you decide what the subject for a blog post will be? Is it like inspired, and are you actually executing whatever the post is about? Yeah, I try to only blog about things I'm actually like doing or working on. I just try to think about like what are people struggling with. So, I do know on my Instagram stories, um, my followers are super engaged and send me questions and ideas. Like, I get a lot about, like, how do I decorate on with chinoiserie on a budget? Or how can I make sure that I pick a rug that is timeless but a good investment? You mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. 
and I know a lot of people also, um, you know, just wanted to know how to do simple crafts. Like I know I made um, the blue and white pumpkins with napkins, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you just take some napkin pieces and put some Mod Podge and slap them on there. But and to me, like that's easy. But people are like, no, I, I, I need you to write a tutorial. So yes. I did that one. That was one of my super popular ones last month. And people were like, I really like appreciate how clear you were, like telling me where to place the napkin, how much Mod Podge to put. No, and like. I'm that way. I need you to say, I need exact step-by-step, step. Yeah. Like, like in the kitchen. Like, I am not creative in the kitchen. Tell me what to do. And right. It comes with, yeah, with see, I'm the too. same way with, like, food bloggers. I'm just like, chicken broccoli recipes. Yeah, because I'm just, like, not that imaginative. I'm yes. like, let's make sure neither is wrong, put yes. some cheese. Like, that's the extent of my um, creativity. So, um, yeah, I just try to think about stuff that people are asking me about a lot of or stuff that I'm like, this is a great find or a great thing that people like absolutely have to know about. Yeah. Well, and I can vouch for, cause I watch all your stories. They're absolutely engaging. So interesting. Um, and just beneficial. Like I know you put together, like you're, you're, while you're decorating your house and doing your thing and running your business, you're also like putting aside things. Like I love that you had that box. That was going for like 25 bucks. Yes. I was like, like please just take like my random crap for $25. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I, think, I mean, that's such a good idea. Like very entrepreneurial spirited. Yeah. And I mean, I love like going thrifting and doing stuff like that. And so to me, I'm just like, well, people love a good bargain. So if I'm trying to get rid yes, of stuff, it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Um, plus it helps me get rid of some stuff. But like that box is basically a box of regrets. Yeah. It's stuff that I was like... <laughs> Like, like, there's a pair of, like, little black and white pictures that I was, like, there was a big one I really liked. I think it was, like, from Z Gallery, like, maybe four or five years ago. But it was, like, maybe $50, and these were in the Target dollar spot. Mm -hmm. So I remember sending my mom to Target in San Antonio, because Corpus, like, the dollar spot goes like that. I mean, oh, yeah. seriously, it's always empty. <laughs> and so my mom bought them for me. She wrapped them. She shipped them to me. And then now I'm like, eh, they're too small. Yeah. You know? So it's just, again, lessons learned is just hold out for what you really want. Yeah, yeah. and I like that you're so open with it and about it like that's another reason i find your instagram so engaging is because i mean you just you keep it real like you are I unapologetically really do Monica. like on friday i had a meltdown because i was decorating for fall and then part of me is just like why do i have all these things like maybe i should sell it all like have a living estate so i was legit having a meltdown but when i put my little rant on there i seriously probably got close to 100 responses from people over, like just saying like I feel you sometimes I look at my stuff and I'm like why do I have so many small things or like yes. why did I buy this and, yep I remember you saying that and I feel like a lot of people really do suffer from the same thing I do it's like you want that instant gratification so you might find something that's sort of what you want you know yes. for like five dollars or what you really want like 50 yes I would say hold out yeah I think I think that's a lesson that myself and all my Instagram followers have learned the hard way <laughs> But no, I mean, we can all agree. I mean, even when it comes to like fast fashion, I mean, that's the only thing I can apply it to currently, but it's like, yeah, you know, I'll buy things that like sort of fit. The quality's not great. And right. there's like 10 of them. And it's like, really, I should have just invested in like two or three good ones. Good ones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So somebody who's wanting to just completely redecorate, how do you approach it? Because it's incredibly overwhelming. It is overwhelming. I think that, because um, I've had a couple of clients that I've helped. Okay, that's what I was wondering that too. Of, yeah. Do you consult? I do consult. Okay. Um, so. Thank I, God. Yeah. We get people like you. <laughs> what I do is I try, I mean, I understand that the money is, is an issue. Even if you have a lot of it, it's like, why spend it if you don't have to? So. Yeah. I think the first thing that any person who wants to redecorate a room needs to look at is what do they have that they want to keep mm -hmm. or what can stay? Like mm -hmm. sometimes people might like really love their sofa, but all the stuff around it's not great. Well, that's good. Like let's work around your sofa. You yes. know, so I think identifying like what's going to stay. Some people will absolutely not paint or not change light fixtures. So, you know, those sorts of things have to be taken into consideration. Right. Um, I think it's most important to identify which furniture you're willing to get rid of and mm -hmm. what you want to keep and then work from there. I think it's hard when people don't want to paint because even just painting, I mean, you're in this room. This is literally the only wall I painted. The rest yes. was like, you know, but that's I mean, how what I What a vibe. I'm right. So like this one wall, which took me less than $30 in like an afternoon. Wow. So... 
So I think just identifying like, what are you willing to do? You know, I think swapping out um, a light fixture is relatively inexpensive. I is mean, it difficult? Do you do it? We do do it ourselves. I know that this last time um, we hired it out because it was, um, we were taking down a ceiling fan and my husband was like, ah, oh, it's just a lot of work. And I'll tell, I'll just be honest, like when we hired it out, it was $80 and he was in and out in probably 30 minutes dusted cleaned up i could not tell he was here except that the fixture was, was swapped that sounds ideal so i think you know just doing those sorts of little things um so again if you wanted to just simply change the light fixture and the paint color and then from there that's where i really have fun with like accessories and accent furniture and stuff like that but i think if you're just thinking about it i think that those are your first steps they're like are you willing to paint Mm -hmm. Are you willing to, to change the light fixture? And then what furniture are you willing to keep or get rid of? If you're going to get rid of it, you could also sell it. And then that also helps fund your little makeover. Right. That's such an excellent idea. So do you think it's important to plan around a piece? Or, you know what I mean? How do you do that? Or do you plan around a color or a window? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that, like, they might have, like, this really gorgeous piece of furniture that they absolutely want to put every like the whole design around mm -hmm. like in this room I didn't really this was kind of like this was all yeah none of this was here like I didn't have this desk I didn't have anything and so to me I know, this is total boss lady <laughs> cave I mean it's so great thank you so yeah. um I do think that you should sort of have like an idea so that's where Pinterest is really helpful like, I would pick not just one photo, because I think that's really hard. Because then I feel like if you just pick one photo, you're just going to literally try to copy it. Yes. But on the other hand, don't make a board of, like, a 100 different rooms. Like, mm -hmm. I would narrow it down to, like, 8 to 10 photos. And then from there, look at what the similarities are. Is it that they're all very bright? Is it yeah. that they're all very colorful? Are there are a lot of patterns. You know, those sorts of things. If you are designing around a piece of furniture, though, definitely use that as um, the jumping off point for textiles and paint colors and complementary patterns, stuff like that. You love this. I you really do. I really do. It's a passion. No, you can tell. I mean, just things that I don't even consider. But that what you just described is so helpful because, right, you know you want to do something different. Where do you start? And I love that you recommended going to Pinterest, you know, or wherever. Yeah. Uh, for some inspiration. Get a magazine, you know, anything. Yeah. yeah. And not overdoing it on images, but limiting it. Right. That's an excellent idea. Because, yeah, then it's then you can keep track of what it is. Because you're right. If you're attempting to look at 100 different photos, it's going to be hard to... Yeah, like, give yourself, like, 15 minutes. The first 10 that you gravitate towards are most likely going to really feature those prominent things. Like, are the finishes more warm? Is there a lot of, like, gold? Is there chrome? Is there silver? You know, are there lots of fun animal prints? You know, those sorts of things. Like, you're instantly going to probably see at least four to six similarities mm -hmm. that can help create like your little you're, thing you're making me want to do this right i know now. like I'm seriously like, oh God, trust me idea. just like set a timer on your phone for 15 minutes and the first 10 that you find for whatever one room that you're working on mm -hmm. oh and to do it by room yes okay. do it for a room okay yeah. perfect because that's my thing because i'm like oh well i definitely want to do this in this room and this in this room so do you yeah. recommend i would recommend doing a space at a time and yeah. i know um like my personal the way i do things is like i'm always focused on like where are we gonna be at christmas so to me i'm like the living room kitchen and dining right so mm -hmm. i would recommend probably like those living dining spaces first and then from there Ooh, good idea yeah because you're just like okay if i was to like host a dinner party where are they going to be right probably not like your your master bedroom or something yeah <laughs> probably probably <Yeah>. not <laughs> Unless it's a different kind of party. Who I know. Knows? Hey, that's okay. That's okay, too. So how does someone get a hold of you if they would like for you to be a consultant for them for this Sure. Kind of they can feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I check them pretty regularly. I really do try very hard to respond to every single message I get on there. Um, or they could just go to monicawantsit.com, and there's a little, like, envelope thing that looks like an email, and they can just shoot me an email. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I love, And I was thinking that, too, that you should be a consultant, and sure enough, you do. Thank goodness. Yeah, and I love helping people locally just because I'll get to, like, actually physically be able to go over there and see it and help, and um, I also do it virtually as well. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay, so they so don't have to be local. They don't have to be local, Okay, though. that is yeah. super cool. So it's just kind of cool. I sort of 
think of it as like I'm just sort of like their interior stylist BFF. You know, I'm there to tell them like we're not painting this wall green, Jan. It's just not <laughs> happening. Come on, Jan. Like step away from the season from the zebra sofa. Yeah. So just little things like that because I really want um, whether like they're a client or not, I really just want people to create homes that are timeless and then they can swap out the trendy accessories. Yes. I feel like if you do yes. that. If you ground your design in a timeless fashion, you know, like I have a Chesterfield sofa that's not going to go out of style anytime soon. So just picking those classic pieces mm -hmm. and then you can decorate with all the fun trends around them. No, you're so right. And that's, I literally can only relate this to clothing, but it's the same kind of thing. Whenever you get like some good quality basics, like a oh, capsule yeah. wardrobe, think of it like yes. building a capsule home, yeah. like what things are going to look good in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have a local friend that I met on Instagram. Her name's Christina. <laughs> I'm going to have to call her out on this because we'll go like antiques hopping here. Like we'll go to Cody's or uh, red crow or anything. And she'll like show me something. She's like, should I buy this? And I was like, if you got a new job in a week and had to move, would you bother packing it? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of like... Wow, what yeah. an important question. Right, and I found myself doing that. Like, I was at Kohl's Saturday after my Weight Watchers meeting, and I really liked this sweater, and I was like, but if I got, like, a new job, like, on HGTV next week, <laughs> I mean, hint, hint. Hey, HGTV. <laughs> hey, HGTV. Um, <laughs> like, would I bother packing this, like, top? Like, or would I just, like, pick my more classic pieces? Exactly. So, I really feel like that applies to anything, you know? Yeah. You think of. No, and I, I love that you're doing this, because I don't, you're a natural guide, because everything that you've told me, you're, you, you streamline the best approach for it which is just already like incredibly helpful I love that so much because I mean I've gotten better as I've gotten older uh, probably because I'm more frugal but when I was younger I mean it was if anything sort of caught my fancy I was buying it and guess yeah. what I have none of it anymore. I know same here my birthdays I had like bird houses bird cages birds like just because I went to garage sales and I was like oh it's just 50 cents well I multiply that by like the hundreds of times I did it I exactly. could have like had a bird sanctuary exactly. uh, <laughs> So yeah, interior I just, stylist and bird sanctuary. Bird saver. Um, so yeah, I just think that those are just important things to keep in mind, uh, especially if you do love fashion. Just think of it as like a capsule wardrobe for your home. Yeah, and that's a great way to do, to uh, like describe it and and like that. So I also like that on your stories that you're constantly finding ch chinoiserie pieces and po posting them. Is that from your antique shopping? Yeah, it'll be antique shopping, and so I'm like, I'm not going to buy this one if you should. Um, that well, that's sort what of I was thing. thinking, yeah. that maybe you were buying it. I mean, No, I just share them, like, is there good deals? I know people were like, where are you storing all this? I'm like, oh, God, I'm not buying no, all I, of I it. No, I thought you were. I was no. like, man, she got another one. She got another no, one. I was expecting, I just, like, a wall. Yeah, no, I really do hate clutter. Like, I freak out, which is why I have, like, my $25 uh, crap box I'm trying to sell right now. Um, <laughs> so... I uh, find them and then I just post them and then I really do love Facebook Marketplace. I have written a very thorough guide on how to navigate that as a buyer. And so I'll just Is that be another blog post? Yes, it's a blog Dude. post. Dude! Yeah. Yeah, y'all need to check it out. It's at monicawantsit.com. Yes. Okay. Definitely check it out. Yes. I'll actually, after this podcast, I'll pin it to the top so it'll be right there where you see it. Right on. Um... So, yeah, I think that if you are looking at, like, Facebook Marketplace and stuff, you'll find some really amazing things. So whenever I do find those things that sort of fit my style, especially if they're local, those people, you know, I feel like a lot of local people are not liking it. So I'll be like, hey, yes. there's these great headboards in Rockport. There's two of them for $100. Like, so I'll post them on my stories just to kind of share. Yes. That's such a, like I said, you're a natural teacher guide by, by uh, posting that kind of, guide on your blog I mean that's fantastic yeah I feel like people and then also it helps to just not add to like the waste component of stuff you know I try to be aware of those things of like my impact on you know this beautiful earth that we live on and so I'm like hey if you can rescue something that's going to end up like in a dumpster or something and mm -hmm. reuse it in your home like why the heck not so that's why I really love like the secondhand market a lot yeah plus you just get really unique stuff that no one else is going to have so that's cool too uh, yes isn't it oh my goodness and like I said in a world where everything's fast and kind of mass produced it's cool to find these really unique and, and one-of-a-kind things so I couldn't <laughs> agree with you more so tell me more about monicabenavides.com yeah and the products because 
how did it even begin? What was the inspiration behind it? I mean, did you always know you were gonna go this route? I had thought about, I started working on it probably about a year ago now, just kind of make designs and then just save them on there as like tobacco leaf one. Because you have a background in, in that. Yes, yes. yes. My, my day job is at the local community college where I do publications and uh, help with social media marketing and graphic design Yeah, stuff. that's so amazing. And I've been in higher ed doing this for about 10 years, so I have a lot of experience in it. So I'm all versed in taking graphics and manipulating them and stuff like that. So I just was seeing how in the chinoiserie market, a lot of stuff is very high end. I mean, it's very beautiful. It's very intricate. It, it's detail oriented. And I, I mean, I totally get it, but mm -hmm. I myself am just never going to spend $280 on a pillow cover. Right. I have a dog. It's just not going to happen. Yes. So eventually I just finally took the plunge after Memorial Day weekend when my husband and I went to Fredericksburg mm -hmm. for our an for our 10th anniversary. Everything's like a decade ago, it seems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So the past 10 years have been very pivotal, apparently. <laughs> so we were in Fredericksburg, and I went into this really beautiful high-end, like, interior shop there, and it was in Bernie, actually, because we ventured out. Mm -hmm. And she was selling, no joke, it was just a plain white tea towel with, like, a kind of ugly ginger jar on it. <laughs> and I was just like... Just keeping it real. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, the shop was very beautiful, though. But this yeah. one thing, that I that one item is what really left an impact on me because it was, I think, $30. For a towel. For just a tea towel. Wow. That just, it was all white with, like, just an ugly ginger jar on one side. Even if you folded it, it wasn't on the other side. It was just on one side. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, like... I have more beautiful designs on my computer and I could sell it a little bit less and include free shipping and just kind of help fill that, that market gap of affordable chinoiserie home decor stuff. So then after that is when I really hit the ground running when I got back. And so I got my LLC and then got those designs up and running after I, um, I did want to make sure that the products were affordable but high quality, so I did yes. order a bunch of samples from a bunch of vendors. Wow. And just make sure that I really, like, rubbed them against Peewee and then saw how easy it was to get the hair off. Mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding no, you. No, but, th and that's another thing about you, is you are incredibly thorough in that kind of way. And I think it's so important whenever you're going to be making this really big like leap. right I'm like well people are gonna be buying stuff with my name on it mm -hmm. that I designed and so I want it to be durable and I know that people are on a budget and I know that a lot of moms follow me so they're gonna have like kids running around with the Crayola mm -hmm. <laughs> that sort of stuff or they have pets and so I just wanted it to be very family friendly even though it was supposed to be like really high-end looking and beautiful so I tried to merge those two worlds yeah and it is beautiful so tell me about your collections. Like, is these were you just inspired to make different designs and they led to the collections? Right. I thought about the things that I loved more about this design style. So for me, it's like the tobacco leaf china. It's just I really like absolutely that. beautiful. And a lot of people had no idea what it was, and now they're on the prowl for it. Like, I'll get um, Instagram messages from people that are out thrifting, and they're like, is this tobacco leaf? Is this tobacco leaf? And so it's really cool that people are yes. so into it now. And I also really like the Staffordshire dogs because I love animals. Mm -hmm. And plus, they kind of just have this sort of like like snobby demeanor to them that I kind of dig. So <laughs> they're, kinda, they're, they're like a right hair. On. They're like a hair pretentious. Like I picture like the Queen of England just having a bunch on her mantle. Yes, so, um, yes, right on. So I really liked that. And then I also incorporated uh, ginger jars, of course. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a lot of florals and stuff. Yeah, so it's a peony and... Yeah, what, like... Combo. Yeah, it's peonies and ginger jars because yeah. I a lot of people really pair like the blue and white with the hot pink. So I wanted to merge oh, all of that together. Yes. And then the ginger jar dreams one is like a ginger jar with like the dragons and there's the pagodas in the background and the floral. So that incorporates yes, a lot into I love one that, design. That, yeah, you did, you did like the Asian inspired yeah like pattern. That's uh so nice. I mean, how many collections do you have in total? Right now, I think I probably have eight or nine. Yeah, I, I did. I did two for fall. They're more uh, like there's pumpkins on one side, but then I wanted people to be able to use it like in the middle of July by just being able to flip it over, and it's a more um, you know year-round pattern. What a great idea! That yeah. is such a good idea. As much as I want people to buy from me, is as much <laughs> as I want people to be able to use the stuff. So I'm like, well, you know, you're not going to be able to use a pumpkin pillow more than a couple of months out of the year. So let's right. put something cool on the back so you can. No, that's 
that's important too because people know you're looking out for them and that kind yeah. of way by making it versatile. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of my Instagram followers, when I was just doing the initial collections, were like, I don't want to buy two pillows. Would you consider doing different backs on each side? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Even though it means that they'd be buying half the amount of pillow covers, it didn't really matter to me because I want people to just really love my stuff and they're in their home and find it useful. Yeah. I've never really seen anything like it. I mean, I've seen like, uh, you know, other things with bright, beautiful patterns, but there's just something very signature about your stuff. And I just it's gorgeous thank you how do you feel about the finished product i love them um i mean they're right over there i have like a bunch right there I just know. all shoved in there uh i really love it i'm super proud of it i've had almost 80 orders in the first two months so i that's but to me that's exciting yeah, that's i mean a, yeah one order is exciting yeah 80? so every time i get um, an order i i really like legitimately do a happy dance so I, I remind people of that when i'm encouraging people to shop local i'm like yeah. amazon is not like jeff bezos is not like doing a tap dance every time one of us places an order and, and i think you put that recently yeah, yeah like i was like he would never sit down right there's probably like one million orders in the last second that i have mm -hmm. uh, just been talking so <laughs> So to me, I'm really proud of the products. I really stand behind them. I think they're colorful and unique, and I just really can't thank people enough for the support. Even if they haven't bought anything, if they've just shared something or liked something, I mean, but that, that to me is enough. You know, that's really great. Yeah, so is it the focus on accent pieces? So you also do table runners. I do table runners, and I'm going to venture into some placemats and stuff like that. But initially, this really started off with that whole tea towel thing. So the towels are on there. And, yes, the, the, and the pillow covers because again like if you're thinking of like the capsule wardrobe kind of thing of your home these are meant to be those trendy accent pieces that you know if you get tired of it you can put away and then you can take it out in a couple of years but you always have like your classic stuff to to you know accessorize yeah and so i even saw that you just recently put out a christmas stocking I did. Which I love. I know. I'm so excited about the Christmas stockings and tree skirts because... The tree skirt. That's what I was yes. like, oh, the tree skirt. Because I think we're going to get a real tree this year. Oh, yeah, nice. I know. That's exciting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping it That's happens. ambitious. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, do you want to do more seasonal kinds of things? Yeah, I definitely would love to do seasonal. I know that, um, that people like to... If you're into decorating, you're into decorating seasonally, like for yes. sure, right? Especially Christmas. I wanted to think of a beautiful way to be able to incorporate these same designs. And much like my pillows, the stockings will be double-sided. So if you want to switch it up, you can change the pattern. And I just think that they're going to be colorful and unique and not like anything that you're going to see in the stores. Yeah, so. no, and that is the truth. Because uh, if I do anything, I definitely window shop and I can agree. So do you hook your mom up with with stuff or how does that work uh but i have to be <laughs> honest i created like a discount code for her no, just what? for her of course yeah just for her that she hasn't even used so she needs she needs to use something <laughs> come on she mom. wants me to design her some shoes so i'm, I'm gonna design her some shoes i think how does that work same kind of way yeah, so essentially, since I don't have, like, the buying power of, you know, mass retailers, all of the things are printed on demand. So basically, every single order is created just for, like, that person. So I don't have inventory. Mm -hmm. So the products that I'm offering are mostly home decor-based, but I do have access to other stuff like uh, hoodies. So, yeah, I saw you make hoodies. Yeah, I made myself a hoodie, and okay. I was like, this is really cute. And they were posted. Are they still posted on the website? Yes, yes. Okay. The hoodie is posted on the yeah. website. And so there's a bunch of other products on there as well. There's like swimsuits and like Yeti type things, you know, like yeah, a, and saw. then like the can coolers and stuff. So um, shoes are you one of the things. Yes, yeah. the phone cases are popular. I like those. So my mom really wants shoes. So I think I'm going to have to do that for her. I think that's a great idea. So I feel like the sky is kind of the limit, right? I mean, you could even do like wallpaper or something. Yeah, there's wallpaper, there's fabric, there's there's rugs. The, the vendor I'm working with just added rugs, so I could legitimately offer any of my pillow designs on a rug right now. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so this has literally happened in a year, is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had all these designs just there, and then finally did all, like, the fun legal stuff right after that Fredericksburg trip. Yeah, see, that's the part that makes me skittish. It's like I, I don't know. 
But I mean, you just went for it. I just went for it. I remember initially I was going to do legal zoom, but after I, I went on the, the state's website and looked at the LLC form, I'm like, this is, this is it. Okay. I think I can do this. And so I was just kind of becoming confident. And honestly, every time I called up to the, the, the state to ask a question, they couldn't have been nicer because I was confused about something. They're like, yeah, you have to do both. Mm -hmm. We'll do that one. We'll send you an email and then you'll do the other one. So just use those free resources. Okay. So I, I didn't pay anyone to file those things for me. So if you're a small business and that sort of thing intimidates you, all the resources and help that you need are out there. Feel free to message me. I'm more than happy to help anyone navigate that. Right on. Uh, you could even put a blog post on it. I could. Yeah. I could. I did actually ask that in my stories one day. What do you like? want to know about starting a small business? And I uh, saved everyone's answer. So I do need to probably compile that because I think a lot of people um, just don't know where to start. And that's mm -mm. kind of one of the things I learned was it's, not as hard as I thought or was making it out to be. It was right. actually a very linear, easy process once I got going. That is so refreshing to hear. Like, thank it you It was for intimidating, that. though. Yes. But, um, I'm totally intimidated. But I anyone have... can get, like, I promise you, anyone can get through it. Yeah. No, I believe you. Because it's like, look at how many businesses are thriving and doing their thing. I mean, across the board, it doesn't matter what it is. There's something out there. I mean, these people went through the same process. Right. They're doing it. So what's been the most challenging aspect of running a small business for you? Well, for me, because I do have a full-time job, so I think time, mm -hmm. but I think that's probably going to be everyone's answer. So I'll give a more, um, <laughs> like I wish I could clone myself, but I really do think the hardest thing for me is trying to be... I think you have to spend and invest money in marketing and advertising. You know, you need that traffic to your website. And luckily, you know, you can do all that for yourself. Right. Oh, you're <laughs> so awesome. Right. But it's still so challenging because I'll make a Facebook ad. It'll go live. And then I'll see it come up. And I'm, I will second guess myself and go pause the campaign. So I, I really do feel like the marketing and advertising has been the most challenging for me because it's so close you know it's my own brand it's yes. me it's, it's my money yes and so I mean at work I do take it seriously because they, they pay me to do it but at the end of the day it's sort of like it's theirs it's theirs yes. you know it's like I'm gonna do the best I can mm -hmm. to, to market the college and you know I put out good work and I you know come home and don't really worry about it but with mine I'm like should I have used a different photo should mm -hmm. I use a different emoji maybe it's too many emojis you know, that sort of thing. And so <laughs> we've all had this thought, yes. not about anything as big as, you know, running our own business, but we've all had this. But I really thoughts. think second guessing my marketing and advertising efforts has probably been the most challenging thing that I thought was going to be the easiest. I'm like, Monica, you're trained in this. Like what's going to, you know, it's yes. going to be fine. But exactly. no, I've had campaigns at Facebook probably like, what's wrong with you? We just approved it an hour ago and you're pausing it. <laughs> And it's like, it's been shown to three people and I'm like, no one's bought. It's terrible. Yeah. And I'll pause it. And, um, no, I know what you mean. It's hard when you've been that hands on to let go right? for any amount of time. Like it's just, oh it's my hard. Goodness. It's hard. Cause it's just really, it's, it's very personal. I mean, I think that's been the most challenging part is being able to, um, sort of separate myself from that to make more, um, business decisions than like how Monica feels about a business, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I still think that that's important because I think it's gotten you to where you are now, you know? I mean, you've literally been feeling your way to this point and, and, and look at it. It's amazing Thank what, you. what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, so looking back, did you imagine you would be here? I mean, when, from when you started your blog to today, I mean, did you have any idea? No. And actually I was just reflecting on that earlier today because when I started my blog, I never dreamed that I would get to write for Better Homes and Gardens. I never dreamed that when M&M's launched um, the brown, like the the Mrs. Brown kind of, mm -hmm. the, the, the little persona that Vanessa Williams voices. Yeah. I got selected to go and like meet Vanessa Williams and cover that event for M&M's and Mars chocolates. Oh, wow. So I like never thought that, you know, when I started my blog, that was not my end game. My end game was not to like have these opportunities. It was to like not forget those bird things from anthropology. <laughs> so, I 
love that it keeps going back yes to i know it keeps going back to those birds but i never dreamed that you know home depot would email me and tell me uh -huh. like hey do you want to work on this paint campaign because we're going to have some paint on sale and we want you to use paint as yes decor. how freaking cool is that that yeah. blog post for that the pink quartz rose quartz pink quartz mm -hmm. pink quartz accent wall was sponsored by Home Depot. Yeah, and HEB awesome. has contacted me to just be like, hey, we're going to have like this primo pick on ice cream. Can you incorporate that into your decor? And I'm like, HEB is paying me to go buy ice cream. Like, this is insane. I never dreamed any of this would happen, so I'm so grateful. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible to think you're right. It's like the past decade has absolutely been pivotal, and you've literally been learning as you go, finding you essentially and like what your style is and now all these opportunities are just coming knocking yeah because back when i was in college i have a journalism degree from ut austin do you really yeah wow yeah i do because i would be excellent on television <laughs> excellent thank you yeah the voice you that the face. is my degree so i was just convinced i was going to be like mexican oprah <laughs> and so i was like here i come i'm gonna like have my own show and then I had an internship, and I found out how much I was going to make, and I was in my senior year at UT Austin, and I'm like, oh dear, well, I'm just going to have to make this degree work. Communicating is communicating is communicating. I'll figure it out. And mm -hmm. luckily I did, and I've been in higher ed, but I never dreamed that my journalism degree would become the most useful in like this blog, mm -hmm. because I do get a lot of comments on like, it's well written, you know mm -hmm. how to communicate, and people, even in my stories are just telling me like you speak really well and just little things like that so i just never in a million years dreamed that this is how things would end up i love it though i love it so much uh, so uh, well now that i know that you got a journalism degree what made you want to go there like why, why did you decide to pursue higher education in journalism so i remember being really young and the whole oj simpson thing was happening where he was like the white bronco mm -hmm. and i remember that that was like one of my first tv moments that i was just so captivated by these people on the news telling me what was going on and so I, there i am like really young i have no idea how old i was i'll have to google what year that was <laughs> but i remember just looking at them and i'm like i want to tell people what's going on and fill them in on stuff i mean hence starting that newsletter in elementary school and stuff like that so i think i've always just had a knack for it you really have you're right with the newsletter yes and so after that i just was really hell-bent on becoming a reporter that i wanted to be on tv and that's what i wanted to do was inform people so that they would you know know better or know things or know what to do that weekend hgtv <laughs> come on HGTV. yeah they really should call me up yeah I and think it's just a matter of time. And I'm just waiting. So that's kind of how all that started was me wanting to just inform people. That's incredible because, like you said, you had an idea about how you were going to utilize a journalism background. It didn't happen exactly that way. Right. It happened to me even better. And, I mean, it's uh, so possible that, I mean, you, it can be utilized for something else. I suspect it's going to. <laughs> Because, uh, like I said, you, you have all the qualities for someone who should be on television. Oh, oh my thank goodness. you. So what's next for Monica Benavides and her brand? I've actually been thinking about that a lot because I really do love my blog, and I do love my daytime job, and I love my line. And so I'm just trying to think of, like, the best way to manage all of those things um, to free myself up just a little bit because I am on a weight loss journey, and Corpus mm -hmm. is such a great city, so I'd like to get out and be more active and do things I feel like I'm always on a computer right now. But I think moving forward, I still just want to be a really great source for people to be able to come on my blog and feel inspired. Even if home decor is not your thing, I just hope that you can come to my blog and just maybe, like, be inspired to go ahead and just change up like a paint color one day mm -hmm. or to heck just switch around your throw pillows from room to room you know shop your own house and do something so, or or that my weight loss journey will make you like not have a piece of cheesecake although if you want to have one for me please and thank you no I pumpkin love cheesecake that please. <laughs> for the season for the season uh i love that you're being very open and sharing that kind of thing too um and that's why I think your uh, social media presence is just so endearing because while the main focus is, of course, what you're doing and, and um, your blog and your line, 
we're still getting to know you. You know, right. it's not necessarily all business. Right. Yeah. I definitely overshare on there. <laughs> but um No, you're great. I just I just want to kind of make people feel less alone. Uh I moved to Corpus. It's been probably exactly three years actually. That's and it? I'm, yeah, I've only oh. been I feel like it but well, we're lucky this, to have you. It feels like home. I really do love the city. But I remember just feeling so alone because I, I moved first on my own for about three months and Pee Wee and Daniel stayed in Beeville till mm-hmm. we got that household and, and all oh, that. Wow. So I just remember feeling so alone. So whenever I'm doing these stories, I just picture someone that's watching me might just be feeling really alone. And I just kind of want to be like that person that everyone's like, I could totally be your friend or like we totally are Instagram friends. Yes. Well, there's sort something of else you shared that I really... Um, I identified with and it was your being honest about questioning like your social media presence like you were like I mean why is it that other accounts seem to be doing better and that kind of thing and I was like yes she I mean you because you're you're a big deal I mean I, I, I'm you. sure it's hard to see for, from for yourself but for someone like me you're a big deal and for you to share that you were you know questioning these kinds of things uh so relatable and just like oh my gosh okay if monica's feeling that way like it's cool for me to feel that way or whoever to feel that way i just love that That, that's something i remember and i'm really grateful that you did thanks yeah i really do think that one of the things that i personally struggle with a lot is like that comparison thing and i think we all do it like i compare like she's losing weight faster or she has more followers Mm -hmm. than i do or her, her home is nicer and it's really hard to snap out of it but i just the way that I snap myself out of it is looking around and I mean, even just talking to you right now about all the things I've gotten to do, I'm like, yes. what do I have to complain about? Yes. And that's a goal of mine is to really, sh- I mean, you guys, I call you all my leading ladies. Y'all are <laughs> amazing. Like, uh, and I'm glad that I can help you, you know, remember because yeah. you know, yeah, I mean like it's to- there, it, it's all there. You know, I have, ha- it has happened and it's really easy to just caught up in what, could happen or what hasn't happened but I think if we just take a little bit of time to really be present and just be grateful and then there's something that um, a lot of bloggers say in like our little circles and that really does apply I think to any facet of life it's it's like community over competition Mm -hmm. it is much easier for all of us to be kind to one another and get along than it is for us to be nasty and you know when one grows we all grow yes no and then that's absolute truth and a lot of times I'll find myself in that situation I think anybody does anybody who's on social media gets into the comparison trap that I just have to step away. I'm like you need, to, you need to just get off. Stop scrolling through people's stories. Exactly, and it's okay to mute people. I mean, like mm-hmm. there, I'll, I'm just gonna be honest. There's like a few accounts that really like triggered me. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> and it's so a I was like, I was like, I really like love her. I'm not going to unfollow her, but you know, she makes me feel bad about myself. Not like her intentionally, yes. but it's okay to preserve your own mental health and be like, you know what? I'm just maybe not going to have that in my feed right yes. now. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. I and approach like it. bad carbohydrates the same way. Like I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Reese's pieces and I are not going to be on, uh, you know, seeing terms right now. I can't even have them in the house. Oh God. No, I'm with so you. So it's okay to preserve your health, whether it's mental or, or literal physical health. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody who wants to do something like you're doing, I mean, not necessarily um, interior styling, but uh, wants to start a business or, you know, a brand, Mm -hmm. any recommendations? I would say to think of a persona that you would want to either market to or help. It just kind of depending. So let's say that you wanted to start, I'm trying to think of another business that's not related to interior design. Let's say you wanted to start like a photography business. Mm -hmm. I would try to think of like who your ideal client would be and make sure that all of the decisions that you make from that point forward would be in the best interest of you and your client. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you know, only do weddings, start thinking about it in that time, in that sort of scope and time frame on when you're doing stuff, you know, when are weddings happening, where are weddings happening, you know, and just start thinking about marketing opportunities and their pain points because overall people are coming to businesses because there's like a pain point, right? Yes. So like with my business, I'm hoping that people will come and see my decor line and be like, wow, she provides reasonably priced chinoiserie mm-hmm. home decor, right? Because that's the market I'm trying to fill. 
And so I think that's what any business owner needs to do is just identify who their ideal clients would be, how to market to them, where they are, how to find them, and then start going from there. Right on. No, and, and that's a really great approach, I think, um, because you're instantly thinking about the consumer and right. how you can best take care of their needs. Right. Yeah. You want to be like that, that source, that go-to person. And if you're having trouble thinking of that, then you have to probably rethink your business a little bit, you know, like mm -hmm. just think, okay, well, maybe if I approach it this way, or if I also include this other way, you know, that I just think trying to think of the people that you want as your ideal clients would be the first step in doing something. So for me, when I saw that tea towel, I'm like, my ideal client. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the tea towel triggered you. I the, think that's so Yeah, funny. I'm like, so for me, I was thinking, I was like, I want my ideal client to be someone who would have seen that tea towel and been like, heck no, and like wanted something that more stylish and a little bit cheaper, right? So yes. then I started thinking about that that person and what he or she would, would want, and that's what I structured my whole business plan around. Okay, and it, it's clearly working. And I mean, you've been doing this for about a year. If, if that, I, don't, I think it officially launched. It this officially year. launched in July. I think yeah. it's like been. To, I think tomorrow or like September tenth is gonna be like the two months since I launched. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and, and I mean, it flew by. Yeah, it really did. Well, because I mean, you were like put your blood, sweat, and tears into yeah, it. Yeah, I was working twenty four. Yeah, and now still here am. You are. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you you do not quit, and I admire that. The hustle is very real with Monica Benavides. Yes. So y'all need to check out her blog at monicawantsit.com. There are so many things. I mean. It's been going on for 10 years, a lot of amazing content. I mean, I barely scratched the surface on it, but I'll be on there a little bit more frequently. And then, of course, MonicaBenavides.com to check out all of her amazing uh, accent pieces. Um, there's accessories. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. So, so check this lady out also on IG. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for letting me come into your space and uh, talk to me and... and um, it was story. a lot of fun. I'm this is super fun. Has anyone ever interviewed you? Uh, some people try to turn the tables on me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but nothing like 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 this. Actually, that's a lie. I did a podcast. I did I did I did a podcast very recently. So that was neat. It was cool. Good. Yeah. All right. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.